from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. show here on the sin on a sunday morning the first of august man we're in august already that's that doesn't feel like it i'm jeff parles josh applebaum with us as well uh j and j here on the program this morning josh uh, it's a pleasure to work with you today today it's uh, it's been a while since you and i have been on the show together it's been it's good to be fun I know, today. Josh. It's been forever. Yeah, it's great to see you, my man. Excited to work with you today uh, on the pregame show. And I think we're in a great spot here, Jeff, because I love Sundays because of MLB. We got tons of day games. We got a lot of line moves to talk about. So we're, we're in the perfect spot here from noon to 1 o'clock leading up to all these games. So I'm excited to break them all down with you. We can talk some Evander Kane uh, gambling news here. That's a whole separate subject. A little bit of NFL, some Olympics basketball. So big, big day, Jeff, and uh, happy to be working with you today. Josh, uh, covering everything we, uh, we're we going to do today. We, we don't have to do the residency. Show now we can take the next hour <laughs> off, but uh, but Josh, uh, let, let, let's just dive right in. Uh, you brought it up, the Evander Kane story off the it, it, again non uh, non playing news here for Kane, but potentially we could have a I don't want to call it a modern day Pete Rose situation because to me, Josh, when you put together a pretty darn good season like Evander Kane did, it's pretty hard to uh, to to uh, get get me there on the oh there was a quote potential quote unquote fixing here. And again, it's allegations that are made at Instagram, so you have to take it with a grain of salt. Uh, Evander Kane's uh, wife uh, on Friday night came out uh, with allegations that uh, he had been uh, uh, betting on his own games to. Uh, uh, and intentionally losing those games for gambling profit. The NHL currently investigating, and uh, Kane came out with a very vehement denial earlier this morning, uh, Josh. And look, I, I think this is one of those where we have to wait and see. But uh, for for the folks in in the uh, in media who will automatically hop on and say, "Oh, here, this is what happens when uh, when you have more legalized sports betting across the country." Very simple. Get out of here. Stop with the nonsense. We're here to stay. We're going nowhere here in sports betting. And again, there's still a probably more 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 than not. It's this is probably not true anyway, Josh. 
Yeah, Jeff. So we, again, we got to wait and see how this plays out because I think the worst thing to do is rush to judgment. Obviously, uh, I would say there could be a family situation going on here. Mm -hmm. I read the report or the, uh, the ESPN article talking about how, uh, you know, Kane and his wife are having some issues. There's, uh, you know, questions about the, 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 the kid they're having and child support. So this could be a messy situation. And, you know, when you're in a messy situation, uh, Jeff, you know, you kind of, you kind of go for the jugular. Maybe this is just a family thing, but also, you know, I don't think we can automatically just say, Hey, this is nothing. It was on Instagram. His wife says, you know, hey, Gary Bettman, what do you know about uh, my husband Evander Kane fixing games? So, that, you know, the bombs have been dropped here, but I don't think we can immediately also give Kane the benefit of the doubt because, uh, you know, Jeff, looking back in the past, 2019, the, the Sharks were in the playoffs against the Vegas Golden Knights, and during their playoff run, Evander Kane uh, had a $500,000 gambling debt to a Las Vegas casino. Mm-hmm. So this is a guy who does bet. So it's not just – it's not like this guy has never heard of betting, does, doesn't know what a point spread is, a money line. I mean, there are there are there's some believability here that there could be something going on, but we have to wait and see how it develops. You know, the funny thing you bring up, Jeff, he had a good year last year, 22 yeah. goals, 27 assists. He's on a big, big contract here. He's going into year four of a seven-year, $49 million deal. Uh, so again, we're going to have to see how this plays out, but I'm with you. The biggest thing to me is, you know, there's a crowd who says, you know, don't legalize sports betting because it's going to open up all, it's terrible for the children, all this stuff, when in reality, it's worse to have it underground and not regulated and, and not above board so i just hope that you know wherever this thing goes it's now in the hands of gary bettman to reach you know to uh, do his due diligence and figure out what's going on here um but i just hope that this doesn't give any ammunition to the anti-betting crowd because there's always going to be you know a bad apple and, and this is such a rare occurrence that if it happens it, it get garners headlines but there are so many protections consumer protections in place the data deals with the leagues uh there's a lot of safeguards to, to protect against this thing so i don't know if he's if it's the modern day pete rose but obviously a story like this raises a lot of eyebrows for us who work in the industry on a day-to-day basis yeah again a, a lot to be solved we're at very early stages of this uh and, I, and i'm sure it won't be a while it will be a while before we hear anything on this josh and uh i, I let's go to an, another another story uh and not as not fun not fun either <laughs> not, not fun stories right out of the gate here because uh, fernando tatis was put on the il uh yesterday uh hurting his shoulder again uh second time this year we have seen him on the il with a shoulder injury and now josh the two favorites that we would have expected in the nl mvp race are out DeGrom, we won't see him until at least September. The Mets saying that he won't uh, throw for at least two more weeks with inflammation in his right arm. Tatis on the 10-day IL. There are not not many books, if any, actually none, none of the books right now have NL MVP up. When those repost, Josh, who would you even look at at this point? Because this has gotten very dicey very quickly. DeGrom, to me, is completely out. And if Tatis misses more than just 10 days it could be pretty complicated for him to win the award too. It really could, Jeff. So, you know, you're exactly right. You know, we, we hear about these injuries, DeGrom being out later or, or maybe deeper into the year than we expect. Who knows if he, if he you know, if he's even going to come back, we got to wait and see on that. Tatis, this really stinks because this is one of the guys, a uh, face of baseball, you know, such an exciting young player. He's, he had a shot. I think he's 30 something home runs, 23 steals. He's got a shot for a 30, 30 year. I mean, this guy is just incredible. So uh, this shoulder thing, hopefully doesn't become a chronic issue. He has had these issues in the past. Uh, so it's definitely rough here. You know, we did see the pop- Padres, you know, it's been a whirlwind here, Jeff, since the trade deadline because there was a report that they were going to get get Max Scherzer. We thought it was going to happen. It didn't happen. He goes to the Dodgers. We they did get Adam Frazier, which I thought was a pretty big, you know, pickup. You know, a utility guy, let the leads league and hits. You can put him at the top of the lineup, set the you know set the table for Machado and, and Hosmer and Tatis. Uh, but they've fallen a little bit here off the wayside because without getting Scherzer, we did see the Dodgers increase their World Series odds, like plus three seventy five down to plus three twenty five. The Padres have dipped a little bit here. Uh, so that's kind of a, a, a thing that definitely helped the Dodgers hurt the Padres. And I'm looking at this game here tonight, Jeff. You know, if you're looking for a gross dog, the, the Colorado Rockies, even though they've had a terrible record here on the road, they're getting some money here today. And I think it's kind of a the ultimate gambler's fallacy type play because the Dodger, the uh, the Padres won the opener 3-0, but the Rockies have won the last two, 9-4, to 5-3. And if you look at the, the line for today, uh, it's Gomber against Nair. And we've seen this line open. Even though everyone's betting the Padres, they're the much better team. You know, the Rockies stink. The Padres open minus 165. They're all the way down to minus 135 here, Jeff. So big move here toward Colorado. Uh, again, 50 
15 cents of steam or more off a win. These teams are 170 and 119 this year, 59%. So again, if everyone's been in San Diego uh, saying, hey, they just got a roll here in this one, they're bound to win, they've lost the last two, why is this line falling? Tells me you got a little bit, little bit of Rockies money coming in today without Tatis in the lineup. I had to double check that Reese Nair was a real person when you mentioned that, Josh. Uh, uh, Nair, of course, has pitched out of the bullpen uh, uh, predominantly in his career, made one start already uh, this year, making another one uh, against Colorado today. And, Josh, you bring it up, and we see this in baseball betting all the time, and, and there'll be other games that we talk about throughout this show and on Betting Across America, which comes your way at 1 o'clock Eastern time, that there are people that bet against sweeps and bet against – in this scenario, a horrible road team going on the road and winning what would be their second road series win in San Diego in less than a month for Colorado. And and to see that number on San Diego dip, again, you missed the best of it with Colorado. Still maybe worth the play, like you said, even at that plus 125. Great point by you, Jeff. And you bring up uh, kind of what we call confirmation bias, gambler's fallacy. There's tons of different words for this. But basically, you know, one of the things I learned in, in sports betting when I first started out, uh, got my first job in the industry in 2011 and kind of just uh, went from, you know, the ultimate casual recreational better, square, whatever you want to call it. I love the Red Sox, Bruins, Patriots, Celtics, bet my favorite teams, parlay everything, bet all the favorites in the overs. You learn over time that, you know, if everything that you expected to happen ended up happening, we'd all be millionaires, Jeff. And, you know, the, you know, <laughs> You know, all the books would go bankrupt here, but that's not the case. So I think the biggest thing with gambler's fallacy, you know, a perfect example, I wrote about this in my book, The Everything Guide to Sports Betting. You're at the roulette table, Jeff. Me and you are at the roulette table at the South Point. It lands on black five times in a row. Nine times out of ten, everyone would say, you got to bet red the next turn. It's landed black so many times, it has to go to red. But here's the thing. Each spin at the roulette wheel is an individual opportunity. Each you know game in baseball or any sport is an individual opportunity. So you can't bet based on what, what you expect to happen or what should happen or what you want to happen. you got to take your bias away and, and look at what the data is telling you, what the line movement is telling you. And really, it's telling me that everyone's on San Diego, yet this thing is going to Colorado. And we do have Colorado, big line move, but also road division dog, high total, you know, checking off quite a few boxes. Now, maybe the case that San Diego rolls today, uh, and it doesn't matter. But long term, if you bet based on that gambler's fallacy, you're going to lose far more often and really talk you into a bet that really might be going up uh, directly against some respected money. So always keep that in mind. Don't bet on what you expect or think or should happen. Bet on if you feel like you have an edge and tell me where the public is. Tell me where the line's moving. Uh, and I'm not. And I'm going to bet based on data, not bet not best on uh, bet on uh, you know based on mm-hmm. gut instinct and bias. I think that's the biggest takeaway. Josh, uh, I want to move over to the NFL, and then we'll, we'll pivot back to baseball as we go along. Uh, Josh Applebaum, Jeff Parles here on the pregame show on VSIN. I a, a few quarterbacking notes that we have to look at here uh, in Minnesota. And I don't know how much this is going to impact regular season play, but at least may impact a preseason game potentially. Uh, Kellen Mond tested positive for COVID-19. Kirk Cousins is in the protocol as a close contact. Uh, uh, Jake Browning got all the snaps last night in their uh, big public practice. Uh, and so, Josh, this should not impact the regular season but Minnesota does have a preseason game less than two weeks from now. Their uh, opening preseason game uh, is two weeks from yesterday when Cousins entered the protocol against Denver right now, a, a point-and-a-half favorite in that game. But, Josh, for regular season-wise, this doesn't impact much. Uh, so I- I'm just going to take it with a grain of salt, and as long as I see Kirk Cousins on the field week one, my expectations for Minnesota stay the same. I agree with you here, Jeff. You know, again, we got to take into account that uh, there are some unknowns here still with COVID. So the ironic thing is, you know, last year we dealt with it where everything was locked down. Now we have the vaccine, things are opening up, uh, but you're running into who's vaccinated, who isn't, and will there be uh, bigger spreads of it based on people who aren't? So, you know, we were thinking the same thing with Lamar Jackson. You know, we've had some, uh, different players, the Cole Beasley, Beasley situation in Buffalo, but I'm with you. You know, the ironic thing is with the Vikings, you know, last week when we had the, the crazy news of Aaron Rodgers and we thought, hey, he he might retire. There was a rumor there uh, that actually caused a lot of books to move their odds with the, uh, with, you know, dropping the Packers and increasing the Vikings. There was that kind of one day on Twitter, Jeff, where I feel like uh, everybody jumped on the Vikings to win the NFC North and you saw their odds really, really move. And then what happens? Rogers comes back. The, you know, the Vikings tank here a little bit. So uh, you're kind of back to where we expect them to be plus 250, where at one point, I think they're like plus 125 favorite at that, at that number. But to me, Jeff, it's not a long-term play, but I would say 
say, you know, week one, Minnesota is at Cincinnati, and I love Jeff betting these gross dogs in week one. You know, you've seen historically in the opening week of the NFL and really kind of the first three weeks in September, you see a lot of dogs do very well. They cover around 57% ATS, where normally they're around 51, 52%. So I love, you know, these gross plays, buy low, sell high type situations. Jeff, I also love getting hooks on threes. So what I'm looking at here is Minnesota. You know, they're getting, they're a very popular play. We got to wait a while. It's still not opening day yet, but they open minus three. They're up to three and a half. To me, this would be a buy low play on the Bengals getting the hook and saying, hey, are there issues with Kellen Mond? Will it spread to Kirk Cousins? We don't know. But even without that, I think the fact you're getting the hook with the Bengals on a buy low bad team off a bad year against a Vikings team that we have a higher perception of, that's the ultimate grab the hook, hope it falls to three. So I'd be looking at the hazmat play here with the Bengals. That would be my biggest takeaway from all this Kellen Mond Cousins news. I'm happy you brought this up here because uh, over the last two weeks when I've been sitting in for Gil Alexander on a numbers game in primetime action, this game always popped up as one of those in week (laughs) one where it's, if Minnesota is going to have a good year, they do what good teams are supposed to do. They go on the road to Cincinnati, Burrow coming off the significant knee injury, and Minnesota covers a three-and-a-half-point spread. But that, if that thing gets to four, Josh, that's almost an auto-fire for me. And especially now, we know Joe Burrow is not going to be on the pup list, the uh, physically unable uh, to play list going into training camp and the preseason. It looks like Joe Burrow is going to be fully healthy. And when Burrow was healthy last year, the Bengals weren't particularly good, but they did beat Tennessee in Cincinnati. And before he got hurt, Burrow looked like he was, all right, I can play in this league. I'm a legitimate top half quarterback. And if we see that type of Burrow, this could be a very dicey week one scenario for Minnesota in a game that they, let's face it, Josh, if they're going to make the playoffs, they're going to be good. You got to find a way to get this done. I agree with you, Jeff. And again, Burrow looking better coming off his injury. Remember, before he got hurt, he covered a lot of numbers. I remember there was a game, what was it, against Pittsburgh or some team where Burrow, uh, backdoor Burrow, he covered a crazy number in the back door. We scored a touchdown. Maybe it was a three-point or six-point spread, and they lose by seven, something like that. Uh, but again, bringing in Jamar Chase, his buddy from uh, from college there, they'll have that connection. I'm kind of bullish on uh, the Bengals, maybe not going over their win total, but keeping games close uh, with that with that offense there and the other point Jeff just in terms of cover up the names of the teams getting a home dog week one with a hook and a three and a half that's a valuable spot historically and you also have you know the totals around 48 I'd be interested to see you know do you get any over money there uh, typically week one you do see unders in general but Bengals team could score a bit defense doesn't look that great could that be an over spot but I think to me uh, getting ready to bet some gross dogs week one it's what I love to do every year I'd look at the Bengals right now especially if they get to four I think Jeff it's probably more likely maybe it comes back down to three, but we'll have to see how this plays out. Yeah, I, I would imagine that it probably closes three. Maybe we touch four for a small period of time, but uh, I agree with you. Probably the three closer on Minnesota and Cincinnati in week one. We have plenty of NFL to get through through these next few hours and, of course, the next 40 minutes on the pregame show. We're going to look at Josh's baseball plays of the day. And not shockingly, Josh has a ton. So we'll get to uh, Josh's <laughs> plays coming up next. And also, too, the round of eight, the bracket in Olympic basketball is set. The two pre-tournament favorites matching up in the in the round of eight quarterfinals in Tokyo. We'll break that down next here on the pregame show on VSIN, the Esports Betting Network. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. show here on the Sydney Sports Betting Network. I'm Jeff Parles. Josh Applebaum with us as well. Josh, let, let, let's go into the baseball slate. Uh, you already mentioned one of your gross plays of the day uh, in our discussion about Fernando Tatis hitting the IL. Uh, Josh, uh, looking at the Rockies, but let's go to a game that's going to start uh, going to start about 40 minutes from now in uh, Flushing, Queens. The Mets and the Reds, the Mets coming off a dramatic win last night, a walk-off RBI hit for Brandon Drury to give the Mets a very important win after Cincinnati won on Friday. Tonight, uh, Gutierrez, or this afternoon, I should say, Stroman and Gutierrez, the pitching matchup. Marcus Stroman uh, faced Cincinnati last week, Josh, and threw eight shutout innings uh, in a getaway game very similar to this, the total eight and a half, and the Mets have been a big mover from the overnight line. Now minus 185 consensus, Josh. They really have, Jeff. This is one of the biggest theme moves of the day toward the New York Mets, so highly recommend signing up for the VEASAN newsletter, VEASAN.com slash newsletter. Uh, I write these sharp reports every day. So again, we looked at the overnight line last night to the Mets, and it really hasn't quit. There's been no buyback. It's continued to move to the New York Mets. So you mentioned it, Jeff. This is your rubber match here. They split the first two. Uh, Reds won 6-2 to opener, plus 125 road dog. Mets bounce back with that walk-off uh, win 5-4 to as a minus 125 favorite. And I think, Jeff, you know, one thing I always look at is uh, even even ticket counts. When the bets are even, typically, theoretically, in a vacuum, a line shouldn't move at all. But we know that not all bets are created equal. You have your recreational bets. You have your bigger wagers from wise guys who have the respect of the books. So, uh, really, the tickets are split. They're saying, hey, teams have the same record pretty much, and I can get the Reds, you know, plus 170. Uh, but then on the other hand, it's like, oh, Stroman's pitching really well. How do I not take the Mets? So, the public is undecided. So, there's no contrarian value either way. To me, it's all about the line movement because we've seen the Mets get hammered with steam, and there's been no question. It's continued to the Mets. They open minus 155. They've been bet up all the way to minus 185. We have seen these non-division favorites getting steam 10 cents or more do very well this year, 206 and 128. That's a 62% win rate. Also steam 15 cents or more off a win. So you're getting big movement in your favor and you got some momentum feeling good from a win the previous day. Those teams 169 and 118, 59%. We also know the Mets at home have uh, done very well, especially a home favorite, 26 and 14 as a home favorite, 30 
37 and 25 as a favorite in general. So uh, really, Jeff, I've seen no buyback on the Reds here. It's been all Mets money. Uh, and I think the play here really is backing Stroman and this Mets team at home after picking up Baez. I'll, I'll lay it with the Mets, even though it's a high number, even though it's moved quite a bit, you would have loved to have gotten it a little bit earlier. I'm not going to go directly against a big, big, sharp move like that. I'll take the Mets here at home. The, uh, the one play I do like from this game and the Mets just that that was the 15-11 game Gutierrez pitched against them last week. I like a Met team total over. Uh, if you can get a, e- even if it's a heavy juice on a four and a half over, go ahead and take that. If you can find a five or even a five and a half, uh, this feels like a game the Mets are going to score some runs. So look at a team total over for the Mets uh, today uh, for me in this one uh, against the Reds, which I guess would, would play very well with Josh's uh, uh, bet on the Mets as well. Uh, Let's go to Atlanta here. The Braves and the Brewers, another one of these rubber matches. Atlanta winning yesterday after Milwaukee took Friday night behind uh, a big comeback in the middle of that one at True East Park. Uh, And, Josh, you you look at this game for Atlanta, who – they're a minus 160 favorite today, and the Braves went out at the trade deadline and and they didn't acquire a huge piece, but they acquired a few – power-hitting outfielders to help that lineup along with Ronald Acuna out. And uh, again, uh, their offense showed up last night, and they're only four games behind the Mets and a minus-160 favorite today with a total of nine. Yeah, Jeff, I think if you like the Mets, you probably like the Braves today, too. They're almost in the same exact situation uh, with a kind of a split ticket count, but a big move in their favor. And I'm with you. The Braves have surprised me a bit. You know, after Acuna goes down, I think there was an opening uh, to trade away a bunch of their guys to kind of pack it in and play for next year. But we're not seeing that happen. I'm with you. I think these moves, you know, everyone's talking about Scherzer, Trey Turner, you know, Javi Baez, all you know, Chris Bryant, all these big trade acquisitions. Uh, and you're right. Atlanta's not going to raise a lot of eyebrows, but adding Jorge Soler, you know, who else do they get? They got uh, Adam Duvall, big power hitter who was with them last year, went to the Marlins, just came back. Eddie Rosario, big power hitter here from the Indians. So they really identified uh, maybe a division here where we think the Mets will win the division. I think they're minus 200, minus 300 right now, but there could be an opening uh, toward the Atlanta Braves. So I like Atlanta here, big matchup advantage, I think, with Charlie Morton. And with that steam, that non-division steam on a home favorite, uh, 61%. So after opening minus 135, Jeff, all the way to 160, Brewers are a great team getting plus money. You feel like you got to take it, but I'm going Braves here. This looks like a fade the trendy dog to me. It, again, uh, the worst starting pitcher in the rotation for Milwaukee going today in Brett Anderson. Charlie Borden has pitched very well of late. More plays in Major League Baseball today with Josh Applebaum coming up next here on the pregame show on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. is live. Start your football season on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff teams, plus power ratings for every team. Now is the greatest time to get your all-access decent subscription, including our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get your college betting guide for just $19.99 or start your free trial of VEASAN all-access today at vcin.com slash subscribe. It is the pregame show. I'm Jeff Wiles. Josh Applebaum with us as well. Let's uh, let's dive back into baseball, Josh. And the great American nightmare is, is over. We actually know who's starting for the Miami Marlins today. And it this price seems off as of right now because Sandy Alcantara, who's arguably their best pitcher, is getting the ball today. Jordan Montgomery goes for the Yankees. Josh, we're still seeing about plus 140, plus 145 on Miami, and this one with a low total of seven. 
Yeah, so Jeff, you bring up a great point. We've had to wait on this game, kind of annoying as a better. You always got to wait for that starting pitcher to be announced. But anytime a starting pitcher is announced, I immediately look to the line movement because, uh, again, odds, you know, the Sharps have their numbers ready to go. They've set their own power ratings, their own lines. They're going to compare what they have to what the odds makers are showing. So as soon as we had Alcantara announced, I'm like, hey, a little bit of plus money here, plus 145 at home with a good pitcher. That could be appetizing. But it looks to me, Jeff, like actually the Yankees are taking some action here. As we speak, you know, this line open, a lot of these shops around around minus 150-ish. We're showing minus 155 on our VEASAN board, but I'm seeing this thing creep up to minus 160. So we have seen the early movement go to the Yankees here. Uh, Yankees have won the first two games of the series, three to one and four to two. And I want to give the Yankees some credit. You know, Jeff, you know me, I'm a Red Sox fan. It, <laughs> I, it pains me to give the Yankees any credit, but they're finally doing what I think they, uh, they've been wanting to do all year is split their lineup and go lefty, righty, lefty, righty. So now with all these additions, Jeff, uh, you got to kind of like their lineup now. Rizzo is batting leadoff, lefty, Judge hitting second, righty, Gallo third, lefty, Sanchez right, righty, and then Odor, Torres, uh, Gardner, and Wade. So they're they're mixing up their lefty, righty along the way. So I know it's like, how do you not take the plus money with, with Miami? But I'd lean, I'd lean Yankees here with that move. And then also, Jeff, um, a bigger favorite in a low-end total. When you're a favorite of minus 150 or more and you have a, a low total of seven and a half or less we've seen an edge historically to that favorite low totals benefit favorites because the fewer amount of expected runs scored more likely it comes from quote unquote that better team we also have this big uh, big steam to the yankees and uh this interleague line move when you see this interleague line move uh 10 cents or more toward a team especially on a favorite we've seen them win about 60 percent of the time and the other caveat here jeff if you look at the marlins uh they're 11 and 21 against left-handed pitchers going up against montgomery today so they've struggled against southpaws with this new Yankee lineup, a little bit of mojo now. Uh, I know it's a big number, but interleague match, line move, I'd be leaning Yankees in this one. The Marlins, uh, again, it has been a rough go for them. Uh, 16 games under 500. Don Mattingly uh, not managing either. He tested positive for COVID yesterday. Uh, but uh, the Yankees now, I'm starting to see the minus 165 start even popping now on the Yankees, even with uh, a seemingly, uh, I don't want to say a pitching advantage for Miami, but at least at least it's even at worst with the pitchers there for Alcantara and for Jordan Montgomery. Uh, Josh, let's continue on in the games you like today. We'll go to St. Louis. Uh, a big-time underachiever this year, obviously, in the St. Louis Cardinals taking on the Minnesota Twins this afternoon at Bush Stadium. Adam Wainwright, Michael Pineda, your pitching matchup, total of eight shade over at minus 120. Uh, the Birds, almost a minus 150 favorite here, Josh, at home against the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, Jeff, here's another move to the Cardinals. It seems today, for whatever reason, there's these big 20 cent steam moves on several different teams. So the Cardinals are kind of the next on the list here. So we've seen these teams split their first two games. You had the Cardinals win 5-1 to one as a minus 150 favorite in the opener. That was the game where Barrios was scratched. New starter was announced. That line moved big to the Cardinals. Yesterday, Minnesota bounced back with an 8-1 win. They were a plus 116 dog. Cashed that number. But today, Jeff, we're seeing this big movement toward the St. Louis Cardinals. They open around minus 135. They've been bet up all the way to around minus so again, these these steam system matches, uh, steam ten cents or more on a non-division favorite, 208 and 129, 62 percent this year. Uh, interleague line move, same system that matched with the Yankees, also matches with the Cardinals here, uh, 73 and 52, 58 percent. Then also a lot of really pronounced home road splits. Jeff, uh, St. Louis 29 and 21 at home, Minnesota 20 and 31 away. Also St. Louis as a favorite, 29 and 20, Minnesota 15 and 26 as a dog. Uh, added caveat here, Adam Wainwright. Jeff, I don't know how this guy keeps doing it. You know, we talk about Tom Brady playing into his 40s, Zdeno Chara, you know, Albert Pujols. But give Adam Wainwright some credit. I think he's 37, 38. He's having a pretty good year. Uh, his ERA is below four. And also, since June 1st, he's 5-2 and two with almost a 2.98 ERA. He's pitched very well. So with this move toward the Cardinals, I'd look at Cardinals in an interleague line move system match. I'd be looking to lay that minus 150 in their favor. I'm with you on Adam Wainwright, who looked completely finished two years ago, and now he's the Cardinals' best starting pitcher right now with Jack Flaherty still hurt. Josh, uh, we'll get back to the late baseball plays you like in the next segment. I just want to touch on uh, Olympic basketball real quick. The quarterfinal matchups are set. They don't do a straight one through eight at the Olympics, which is kind of bizarre. So <laughs> naturally, because they don't do a straight one through eight, we have the two pre-tournament favorites playing each other in the quarterfinals. <laughs> Team USA and Spain uh, are playing each other. That's going to be a 12.40 a.m. Eastern time 
on Tuesday morning, technically on the East Coast, Tuesday or Monday night here out west. Uh, Josh, Team USA is a $2 favorite here to win gold still. Slovenia with Luka Doncic, who just steamrolled through group play, the second favorite at plus 450. France at 7 to 1. The Aussies at 9 to 1. Everyone else north of 10 to 1. Josh, do you st- still think Team USA gets this done here? Because from what I've seen from Slovenia, Luka's the best player in this tournament, and he's actually allowed to do what he does best, unlike some of the American guys in this Popovich offense. Yeah, great point by you, Jeff. You know, am I confident that USA is going to win the gold? Not entirely. There's been bumps along the way, but I'm confident in getting down on what I perceive to be a pretty good number right now, a pretty good value on Team USA. Like, you know, we're looking at the line here, that game against Spain, they're a 12.5 point favorite. What I like about Team USA is just in terms of a deflated number. You remember, Jeff, they opened the Olympics a minus 1,000 favorite mm-hmm. to win the gold. They lose those three games to Nigeria, to Australia. Uh, they lost the other one to France. We saw that, that number drop precipitously, minus 800, minus 6. 600 minus 400 now minus 200 I think they may have that actually all those bumps early may benefit them because uh, it was a way to kind of bring uh, you know kind of maybe their egos in check uh, kind of get you back to saying hey we can't just roll out red white and blue and expect to roll over everybody I'd buy low on the minus 200 I also think buying on Slovenia it could be USA championship. I would get the plus 450 Slovenia with Luka and maybe you can hedge that thing in the championship game when we get back here on the pregame show We'll roll through the game starting at the top of the 1 o'clock Eastern hour, and we'll get Josh's plays for games later in the day in the Major League Baseball slate. That's next here on v the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen.
the pregame show here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles, Josh Applebaum, alongside uh, for the next 15 minutes on this show. But we're going to keep going at the top of the next hour on betting across America for from one o'clock to three o'clock Eastern time. Uh, Josh, let's just let's just go rapid fire here. Games that are beginning at the one o'clock Eastern hour. We begin in the nation's capital and. The two biggest sellers of the trade deadline, naturally, of course, playing each other this weekend. So far, splitting the first two, Chicago and Washington. Eric Fetty, uh, Azale for the Cubs. Fetty, a favorite at home, minus 114 with a total eight and a half. Juice to the over, Josh. Yeah, Jeff, I'm not seeing too much on this game either way. You know, there are these situations here where maybe your public bias and perception of, hey, both these teams, you know, sold off all their players. I don't want to touch this game. Or it can be a situation where it's so gross, the public doesn't see a side, yet maybe Sharps have taken a position. To me, this seems kind of like the ultimate coin flip. The line really hasn't moved at all, Jeff. So we have Fetty against Alzale, and pretty much, you know, it opened around minus 120 Nats. It's down to around minus 114. So there could be a little bit of Cubs money there. You know, I'd lean Cubs just in terms of uh, a split ticket count or slight favor to the Nats, yet it did dip five cents. So not a huge play for me, but if you're making me pick a side, I would lean Cubs in the plus money. Now we have seen a little bit of over money there, Jeff. You know, open at eight, it's up to eight and a half, and you do have uh, in the nation's capital, it's going to be a hot day. It's like 80 degrees. Uh, wind is blowing out about five to ten miles an hour. So anytime you have heat, humidity, wind blowing out, hot summer day, that's good for offense. That's good for the ball traveling, uh, making the pitcher sweat there on the mound. So maybe a little lean to the over, little lean to the Cubs there, uh, but not nothing huge either way. But that's kind of what I'm seeing so far. The uh, these teams just not not good anymore, Josh. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was looking for some fancy way to put it, but it's just just a fact. Neither of these teams, other than <laughs> other than Juan Soto, uh, really not many assets that you would really want uh, moving forward. Maybe Kyle Hendricks too, but uh, the Nats uh, again a minus one fourteen favorite against the Cubs uh, today in the uh, Sellers Bowl rubber match in D.C. Uh, Kyle Gibson makes his first start as a Philly today in Pittsburgh for Philadelphia. Mitch Keller will go for the Pirates. Josh, when the Phillies went into this weekend, I'm sure they didn't expect to lose the first two to the Pirates, but here we are. Uh, minus 150 consensus right now on Gibson making his first start for the Phillies, plus 140 on the take back for Pittsburgh. Eight and a half year total, Josh, and uh, big time juice, almost a almost dollar thirty now, now at a dollar and a quarter on the over at eight and a half. Yeah, so definitely some overjuice there. Uh, so it looks to me, Jeff, could be some over-liability. But uh, it's funny. Like, this looks like the easiest play in the world on the Phillies, right? They lose the first two. They got to bounce back and win this game. Kyle Gibson's had a great year. Just acquired from the Rangers, 2.87 ERA. It's going up against Mitch Keller, who's got a 7 ERA. With all that being said, Jeff, uh, we're not seeing any movement toward the Phillies. If anything, this line has stayed the same or even at times dipped a little bit toward Pittsburgh here. So this is the most lopsided play of the day across the board that I've seen. You almost have eight nine out of 10 bets hammering the Phillies here. But again, it's that kind of gambler's fallacy of, Hey, you know, the roulette wheels landed on red two in a row. It's got to go black here, but that's not what I'm seeing across the board. I wouldn't play the Phillies today. Again, it, they could very well win. They could very well roll, but the line is not moving in their favor. It's staying where it's at. That tells me that despite all this heavy public betting on the Phillies, the odds makers are unwilling to give out more plus money to the pirates. So it kind of looks like a sharp line freeze on the pirates here. Uh, I would either walk that tight rope and hazmat the pirates here or i would lay off this game but i'm not going to play philly i don't like that it's super public and there's no movement if anything it's a it's a pirate play for me i i would agree with you here and and again i don't think this kyle gibson acquisition is going to work for philadelphia uh great era much higher fit but i think there's a lot of smoke and mirrors that you saw in arlington this year for kyle gibson and uh this may be the start of what is a pretty bad run for the Phillies where they play themselves out of competition in the NL East, even though I, I've seemingly said that about everyone this year and everyone except for the Nats <laughs> and the Marlins uh, still in it in the NL East. Uh, let's go north to the border. Blue Jays, of course, their first series back at the Rogers Center since uh, September of 2019. Uh, Brad Keller will go for Kansas City. Hello, Jose Barrios. First start as a J for Barrios after uh, the Twins got a King's ransom for Barrios at the trade deadline on Friday. Uh, Josh, this is a huge number on the Jays at home. <laughs> Minus 250 consensus, eight and a half year total in Barrios's Blue Jay debut. 
Yeah, this is a big, big, uh, big number here for the Blue Jays. And, you know, what's, what's interesting to me here, uh, Jeff, is the way this line has moved and come back. You know, early on, you had the Blue Jays open around minus 250-ish. They got all the way to minus 270. And I'm saying, okay, makes sense. You know, the Blue Jays have been rolling in this series. Uh, they have some of these trade deadline acquisitions. You're starting Jose Barrios on the bump. Uh, Soria, a, a reliever, will also make his debut today, I believe. But then we saw the best player uh, on the Jays, one of the best players in baseball, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., out of the lineup today. I saw mm -hmm. a tweet that he's played in 161 consecutive games here. So the guy definitely deserves a day off, Jeff, uh, which makes total sense. But with, uh, with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. out, that's when we saw this this 20 cent drop from Jays at one point minus 270 down to minus 250. So we do have some systems here that I do like on the Jays. Uh, it's a big number. I really don't like laying any minus 250s in baseball. It seems like it's a Jays play, but again, no Guerrero, and it's, it's come back down a bit. It's a high number in general. But we have seen home favorites minus 200 or more go 98 and 40, 71% this year with about a 3% ROI. You got to lay a big number, but you're still turning a small profit there. Also, that non division home favorite. Um, home favorite off a win. All these matches are around 60% this year. So I would lean Toronto. You know, you could probably entice me with a minus one and a half with a, with a spread play here. Um, but again, no Guerrero. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm as confident as I was before without him in the lineup anymore. Josh, uh, let's move on to a game you have a play on here. The Mets and the Cincinnati Reds. Gutierrez, Stroman, your pitching matchup. It has been a big mover on the Mets. Uh, 20 cents from overnight. Now to minus 185 on Stroman and the Mets. Uh, a total eight and a half here, Josh. Yeah, I'm going Mets in this one, Jeff. You know, this thing has been a move that started overnight line with the Mets, continued in the morning, and is continuing right now, uh, only about 20 minutes, 15 minutes away from first pitch. So uh, the play to me is Stroman. It's also a play on the Mets at home. Uh, it's also a play on uh, a split ticket count, yet a big move to the Mets. I can't stress this enough. You know, if, the t if you look at percentages across the market uh, in a lot of these tickets, and you got to look at legal books, uh, books that take in big, big, uh, you know, big sample size of bets here. You can't be looking at outliers. You got to look at the entire market but everything's kind of down the middle how do you not take a big plus 170 with the reds they're a good team both teams have pretty much the same record so it's worthwhile there but no this line's going to the mets here they open minus 155 all the way up to minus 180 we have these system matches non-division favorites steam 10 cents or more 62 percent also the mets uh 26 and 14 as a home favorite and we I, and again the play to me mets well do, uh, pretty good as a favorite 37 and 25 good as a home favorite at city field so with this rubber match i'm looking at the mets here uh again there's i've seen no buyback on the reds here uh jeff so even though you're getting all this plus money with a team with pretty much the same record really you know the public is intrigued but sharps are not they're on stroman here i'd be i'd be looking to back stroman the mets and the reds of course this is a rubber match game uh between the nl east leader and uh the reds who are still actually kind of in the thick of the wild card race even uh though uh it may seem all has been lost uh, especially now with the tatis injury in San Diego. Oh, this is this is a doozy of a baseball game uh, here, Josh. The Orioles and the Tigers today. Uh, Spencer Watkins will go for Baltimore. Uh, Tyler Alexander will go for Detroit. Uh, Watkins have been really good so far for the Orioles, and he's a plus 136 dog uh, in Detroit today with a total of 10, Josh. Yeah, so I've placed a couple bets on the Tigers the last two games. They've lost. I've lost both of them here. This has been surprising to me. The uh, the Detroit Tigers, who've been pretty good at home, uh, I think they're 12 and six since the All Star break. They've dropped a couple to Baltimore. They won the opener six to two, lost the next one four to three and five to two. Uh, even though both moves are in their favor. So today, uh, Jeff, you know, looking at this movement has been a little bit here to the Tigers. They open around minus 135. They've been bet up uh, to around minus 145, minus 150 ish. We have seen non division home favorites 62% so far this year uh, also home favorites in general you know it's kind of chalky but um, you know basically laying this number expected to win the home crowd behind you it's actually 60% with about a 1% ROI it's nothing crazy but it has been profitable you know the other thing with uh, with Baltimore here they're pretty bad on the road and they're bad against lefties 14 and 23 so it's it seems kind of a high number you know I don't want to fall into the trap of you know Detroit has lost the first uh, the last two they got to bounce back today but there's been a small move in their favor so to me Maybe a, a little bit of a lean Tigers, but definitely not my favorite play on the board. Josh, let's get to a pair that you like here. We'll go to Miami first. 
Sandy Alcantara is going to start this game, even though it was announced about 35 minutes before start time uh, there in South Beach. Jordan Montgomery goes for the Yankees. The total, by the way, is dipped to seven now, a flat seven on this one. The Yankees, uh, we're starting to see the money come in. It's now up to about minus 160 consensus uh, with uh, the Yankees plus 150 on a take back for Miami, Josh. Yeah, Jeff, we talked about this game a, a little bit ago, but uh, continued movement toward the Yankees. So the Yankees opening around minus 150, quickly up. Uh, we're showing 155, but this thing is creeping up to the 160 type range. Uh, a couple things that caught my eye. Obviously, you're getting Rizzo leading off, Gallo hitting third. Uh, you have more of a balanced lineup with some lefties in there, going lefty, righty, uh, mixing and matching. Uh, and again, I like Alcantara as a pitcher, Jeff. I know you do too, but all movement's been toward New York. You know, we have seen uh, with Miami, they've struggled against lefties, only 11 and 21 this year and you also have with the Yankees a favorite with a low total anytime you have a low total again benefits a favorite uh, fewer amount of expected runs scored more likely they come from the quote-unquote better team you also have this interleague line move system match 60 percent to the Yankees uh, so to me I'd be leaning Yankees here maybe they maybe they got something going with all these acquisitions Josh we have about a minute I want to go to Atlanta in that minute Brett Anderson, Charlie Morton, your pitching matchup. Uh, Braves looking to take a series win against Milwaukee. They're laying $1.60 with the Braves if you like it. I'm going to lay it with the Braves here. Uh, this jumps out to me, Jeff, because, you know, you have a good team like the Brewers, 62 and 43, and you're getting plus 150. How do you not grab that? However, anytime something looks too good to be true, oftentimes it is. If it smells fishy, usually it is, Jeff. I like this big move to Atlanta. Atlanta opens minus 135 all the way up to minus 160. Sharp move there. And then, Jeff, are you ready? Do you have a granola bar, a Gatorade, some orange slices? We got a double header here, man. Let's get after it. Oh, I'm ready to go. I'll get the orange slices mid-break uh, because that's all the time we have on the pregame show, but more of Josh and I coming up next as betting across America, quite literally betting across America with Josh uh, on the East Coast and me here at the South Point in Las Vegas. That's up next here on VSIT. BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.